Hello and welcome to Internet Marketing Revealed. My guest today is Tony Newton, and as he described himself in the form which I invite my guests to complete before they come on the show, just to give me a bit of information and to try to get some structure on what we're going to talk about uh, in the episode today, Tony describes himself as an old git who's been doing this online thing since 1998. So <laughs> I'm assuming that's the, the technical description there. So Tony, he began his online journey the same year as me, which was way back in 1998. So I may indulge in some reminiscing about trying to do the whole online thing with a dial-up connection. We may mention some websites which perhaps no longer exist. And Tony, he's done a lot during his, well, decades online now. He's created products, he's been involved in affiliate marketing, he does video marketing, he's present on social media. So I'm looking forward to hearing Tony's story and maybe we should make it a condensed version. <laughs> Otherwise, we could be here talking all day to cover everything that you've done. But I'm really looking forward to doing this episode today. And I'm sure Tony's going to share a lot of tips and advice along the way. So first of all, welcome to the show, Tony. Yeah, thanks, David. It's, uh, it's great to be here. And uh, I am yet officially the old git of, uh, of online marketing. So yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you're, not, you're not that old, surely. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we delve into this two-decade journey online, how about we start just a bit before that, and if you could tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, basically, I was um, I left school, uh, went to sixth form, then uh, got a job working in security, so I would fit security systems, so, you know, burglar alarms, CCTV, that sort of thing. Um, that was local at the time, so it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but then the company sort of branched out and then it was working away. So it was Monday to Friday, working away, um, could be anywhere in the UK. So I get back late on a Friday night, start up again Monday morning, which at the time was OK because I was young. You know, I was enjoying being away from home. Um, but it quickly after, I mean, I did it for eight years. So getting on towards sort of five, six, seven, eight years, it got very tiring because, you know, I couldn't have a life because I was away that long. And um, so I started, like you say, about 98, I think it was either 97 or 98, bought the first computer. Uh, big, huge thing as they were back then with um, the, the CompuServe CD that um, got you online on, on your dial-up, you know, on the phone. Um, and obviously I was at home at the time, so I had to pick my times when I could go online because, you know, you hog the phone line when you're, when you're using dial-up. Um, yeah, I remember so that those days exactly, well. <laughs> yeah, so that wasn't exactly ideal. Um, but I started looking, you know, I started trying to see if there was something else out there, try and see if I could actually make money online, because obviously it was all new back then. You know, there certainly wasn't as many, obviously, programs and things as, as what there are now. Um, but I started looking into that. So that was basically how I first um, sort of got into just looking at, because I, I used to, I tried a lot of things. I tried direct mail for a while. Um, I used to buy all these sort of magazines and everything with business opportunities, and I used to get them delivered. I mean, I even tried like the, the sellotape in the one pound coins to um, and mailing them out in the hope that you get them back from people. I mean, that whole sort of 
some pyramid scheme type things back then. You know, I tried everything because I knew there'd be um, there'd be a way that I could actually, you know, make something work. Yeah, I remember those cash in the post things mm. uh, around the late nineties, actually. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I, I had one out of the blue come through mm-hmm. um, my my parents' house, and mm. you look at it, and I think I was only about seventeen at the time, and I looked at it, I thought, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea, mm. <laughs> not yeah. knowing that it's actually highly illegal in the UK, <laughs> even though that sort of thing seems to be having some kind of resurgence in the USA at the moment. I've seen quite a few people on social media promoting these these cash in the post deals. Although, yeah, for us here in the UK, it's a, it's a huge no-no <laughs> to, to get involved in anything like that. But was that your, your big, I suppose, your goal back in those days then? You, you were looking to move away from doing your day job completely and, and trying to make a full-time income right from the start back in the, the late 1990s? Yeah, probably like everyone, it was just, you see, money wasn't an issue. I was living at home. So, you know, I, I didn't have to bring money in um, to pay all the bills and everything. Um, so for me, it was just a case of, I knew there'd be another way of making money. I've always been into sort of entrepreneurship and looking at, you know, how people sort of build the businesses and that side of it. Um, it was never, it was never a thing to me of, oh, I want to get rich or I want to be a millionaire. I just knew it was a way of bringing in a, another income stream. Um, but primarily it was towards the end before I quit the job of, um, yeah, I was fed up with working away. So I knew I had to do something. Um, it's sort of the big switch from there to the online stuff was when I left um, I quit the job. I actually went traveling for six months um, around like Australia and Thailand. And then when I came back from that, because I'd quit that, I'd give that up. I knew I didn't want to do it anymore. This was before I actually started making money uh, online. Um, so I'd, I'd quit the job, went away traveling, came back. And then I knew for a fact that I wasn't going back uh, and I didn't want to do security anymore. So when I got back, uh, I actually had an operation which sort of dragged things out a bit longer. But then I got a job working for an SEO company in Blackpool. So that was sort of my, my sort of big start to seeing how businesses operated online. Um, so I got a job as an SEO apprentice. So I had, there was an SEO manager there and he sort of showed me how to rank websites, which funnily enough was the journey that, took that I took from there because I've been doing that ever since so that was 2000 I think I started 2003 with that but I was only there a year because at that time I was dabbling a lot more at home uh, with the making money online and that's when sort of Google AdSense came out and I was using software then to mass create these websites with thousands of pages Um, and I actually took that to the company so I showed them what I was doing um, and they actually hired people to create these websites as well back then. Uh, and they got up to, you know, sort of $1,500 a day in AdSense revenue. And I didn't get a thank you. I didn't get a pay rise. I got absolutely nothing. Um, the company ended up joining with a bigger company, which was work further away. So I had further to travel. And I, was, I looked at it and I thought, I'm making, you know, I think back at the time I was probably doing... I was doing 500 to 1,000 a day with AdSense myself, which, and I was still living at home. So, you know, life was like, you know, awesome back then. 
And I was like, no, I can do this. So I quit. That was 2004. And I've basically been working from home um, ever since then. But that was the initial journey. It was the fact of I was fed up with working away. I knew that I could make money online somehow. Um, but then when, when I went away traveling, came back, that was it, drew the line and said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work this out somehow, which is how I got the job uh, for the SEO. And they, like I say, they taught me how to, to rank websites. Um, and I was, I was actually doing it sort of a bit myself anyway. But literally from there, that was the last job I had, which was, like I said, 2004. Yeah, that, that sort of mirrors a little of what I was doing myself. Maybe not the same year. It was I, I was a, a couple of years after that. But uh, yeah, I totally get what you mean there with you, you work in this job, but you're making at least the same money, if not more money at home doing your own thing. And and that for me was the the the, the catalyst for me to to quit my job and, and go full time online myself. That was that was back in 2006. I never really got into the whole AdSense thing that much, but to hear that you were you were doing five hundred to a thousand dollars a day I mean, back in two thousand and four, I only got my broadband connection in two thousand and four. So to think that you were doing those sort of figures then is is unreal. Uh, how long did that go on for? Not as long as what I wanted. <laughs> Not as long as what I thought <laughs> it would go on for. Um, to be honest, as soon as I quit the SEO job thinking everything you know everything was great it wasn't long after i quit the job that i got the email from adsense that cancelled my main account um because it was so easy back then you know you could literally create a 2000 page website upload it do what's called pinging back then so you'd, you'd mass ping all the pages literally next day the pages would be indexed in yahoo google would take a couple of days but then you'd be ranking you'd literally go from building the site on a monday to getting traffic and earnings on a Friday. You know, it was so, so much easier back then. But then Google quickly caught onto this and they started binging in the algorithms and wiping out all the pages and also targeting the people who were putting AdSense on those pages because the pages were basically just search results. So there was no real content. It was like, it would just scrape one of the search engines, bring in the top 10, 20 results for a particular keyword and you place your AdSense on the top, your AdSense on the bottom, make the AdSense look like the results. So people would think they were clicking on a result, not an ad. Um, so you change the colors and, and everything to look identical. Um, but yeah, not very long. So probably within a year, in fact, it was less than that. It was probably within six months of quitting the SEO job. Um, AdSense sort of canceled my account. Uh, so I had to quickly pivot then to, okay, what else can I put? on all these thousands of pages that were still ranked at the time. Um, so I then moved on to like ClickBank. So I put ClickBank ads on all those sites, which would still bring in money, not as much as AdSense, but it was still income, you know, it was still income. Um, so then I had to think about, okay, so what else can I do sort of to, to bring this money in? Cause that has ended now, you know, so then I had to move on to, to different things from there. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you had that run of, of earning quite a, a large amount of money on a on a daily basis from Google AdSense, presumably you weren't poor back then when they eventually did uh, can your account. But I mean, how, how did that make you feel when you had that that email come through basically telling you that that this online dream has, has now come to an end? It was it was obviously really sort of devastating at the time. You see, the thing is, 
you had to wait, you had to earn a month's um, earnings. And then at the end of the next month, Google would pay them out. So you literally, I literally lost two months worth of earnings at, you know, anywhere between a hundred and anywhere up to a thousand a day. So two months was gone, you know, um, and there's nothing I could do about it. You know, you could have, you couldn't even appeal, which, you know, you still can't these days much anyway with a lot of the bigger companies. Um, yeah, it was, it was devastating, but I knew that I, it was sort of the first step because I'd proven that I could bring in this amount of money. So then obviously it was, it was majorly disappointing, but the other sort of the other side of it on the flip of the coin, I'd done it, you know, I'd made money and I'd proven that I could make money online. So I think that sort of sort of switches in your head. Okay. I, you know, I can do this. I just have to find another, another path or another way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So you think, well, I've done it once I, I can do it again. And yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the sort of mindset that, that I've had myself over the years as well to varying degrees of success, mm. <laughs> admittedly. But uh, yeah, I think when you have, when you've had the the taste of making money online, I think that that's hard to let go then because you always believe that because you've done it once, then your next opportunity or your next big payday is not going to be too far away. So after you'd you dabbled them with the clickbank ads which uh, which i'm assuming weren't as lucrative as the the google adsense side of things did you then move away from these i'll call them spammy websites because there, there wasn't much in the, the way of content there was that when you moved away from that to do something else or did you carry on with that for a while yeah so i i carried on for a while because i could still put clickbank on there so i think i probably stayed with that for maybe maybe a year i think until the big algorithms the big you know penguins and pandas and all the other animals but i think before those um sort of new algorithms came in and those pages completely got wiped out i stuck with it as long as i could um basically but it wasn't that long it was only i think probably 2005 i started getting into wordpress a lot so i think um I started making then I took the concept from the mass page building onto WordPress. So I started using WordPress to create mass pages, but with better content. So back then you probably remember there was quite a few different plugins that you could put into WordPress that would bring in, you know, an article, a video, um, different things, you know, an RSS feed to, to get latest news and things like that. So I started doing that. I literally took the concept, so started making mass WordPress sites, um, automated, uh, and those would rank, it would take longer, but though I found those would rank just as well. Um, so I started, that's, that's how I started from that. And then literally went from there. The next step after that was joining, um, the warrior forum, which is, I think where I met you, you know, back then. Yeah. So you're doing the uh, doing those websites. I mean, what sort of niches were you creating this content around or was it? Every niche, every niche possible. Yeah. I mean, even from the AdSense days was anything from finance, golf, dogs, um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl was one of my best ever um, AdSense sites, bizarrely enough. Um, anything, literally any niche that you could monetize so i'd literally go into clickbank clickbank was a thing i sort of turned into mainly back then so i go into clickbank look for popular products 
choose the niche, get a massive list of keywords, and then just build build the sites back then, which again was automated. It would, you know, sort of push button uh, automation back then because it worked, you know, it worked and uh, it worked well, so. I mean, when you first got onto the Warrior Forum then, what were you doing on there? I was, so I joined the Warrior Forum, um, started looking around at what other people were doing. And I started looking at, um, I was offering services. So because I was using WordPress um, every day, basically, I got into making nice looking sites. And I also got into tweaking themes. So back then there wasn't WordPress widgets. So it was much harder to make them look what you want them to look like. And I actually started coding widgets myself um which was even before wordpress brought them out so i was i was literally um before they made them part of you know what it is now so i started doing a lot of that and then i was looking around at people who were looking for different services so i actually started offering my services as a wordpress um site creator on the warrior forum which is how i started getting money in uh, initially, that was my first step on the Warrior Forum to making money, was offering that service as a WordPress um, sort of designer, basically. Okay. So you you were doing WordPress designing, WordPress coding, and was that then what led you to start blogging on your own WordPress site? Yeah. So yes and no. Um, sort of a lot of things happened at the same time. Literally what happened from from where I, where I was, um, was I got a message from a guy, a marketer in the UK, who wanted a WordPress site making. So I literally made the site for him, we chatted for a while, and he, he just asked me, what do you do for a living? I said, well, mainly I make these automated WordPress websites. Um, I've got like hundreds and hundreds of them, and they all bring in, you know, passive income. And he was like, well, why don't you teach that? And I was like, well, that's not really, you know, it's not anything I've done before. I've never created a course at that stage. And I was like, would people actually want to learn it? He said, well, do people want to learn how to make money? <laughs> you know, basically what he said. So we put together a course. Now, this is this is going on a few years now. I literally was on the Warrior Forum for a while. Um, before those, those two, sort of two things, I was doing sort of, I guess I released the odd WSO, but not. Um, it was mainly to do with making WordPress sites. Um, so this was like 2008, 2009 now. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I've got a list of, a big list of, of subscribers. He said, if you create the course, I'll release it to my list and we'll see where it goes from there. So we put it on ClickBank. So we launched it on ClickBank um, and it literally took off so much. It was one of the top 10 products on ClickBank at the time, which is just insane. Um, we had so many affiliates jump on board and promote it. And we did, I believe we did about, well, I'm guessing now, about 20,000 in, in sales. Um, and then we, we took that and I flipped the whole thing, which is how I Again, we'll, we'll jump back a little bit, but that's how I, I sort of moved into making sites and selling them on Flipper rather than the Warrior Forum. So I flipped the whole course. So we launched it. 
we did about, I think it was about 20, 25,000 in sales. And then I flipped the whole thing for $20,000, which was my first sort of, my first flip, one of my first ever website flips. And then that triggered another thing in my head. Hold on. I've got all these hundreds of sites. Why don't I just start selling them as they are rather than creating them for other people? But that was also my first step into creating my own courses as well. So yeah, it all sort of ties in from, you know, from one thing to the next. Yeah, that's that's amazing to have that first real product that you've created yourself to sell so many copies, not only having the, the backing of uh, a marketer there who kind of liked what you were doing and, you know, that sort of thing doesn't really happen so often these days, I don't think. I think, you, you know, there, there's a lot of you having to try to prove yourself that you're able to to make them money rather than them kind of taking you under their wing and and, and giving you your, your first break. But to make that sort of money on, on your first real launch is, is incredible. And then to, I suppose, leverage one of those other websites then like Flipper uh, to, to sell the site as well and, and double your money. What was the, the next thing that you did? did? Were you having any success then in selling those other websites on Flipper? Yeah, so I started, I started moving then more into unique content, official, if you will, WordPress uh, websites. So all the content would be unique. And then I started getting into SEO more. So I started ranking those websites because I saw how quickly a lot of the automated ones could get wiped out. I quickly moved into, okay, so how can I make it more sustainable? How can I make these websites last longer? So that they're going to make me more money um, so i sort of started moving into that and then i started moving on to flipper to make these sites uh, i then not long after that got involved in i think it was 2012 got involved in like an underground seo community which was um a paid trade well paid coaching basically it's still going now but now it's like 10 grand to get into but at the time, it was it was still a few thousand at the time. So I started joining that community where it's like the best SEOs in the world, basically. So I started learning from them to rank my websites. And so I started creating websites and selling them. That was sort of the main. And I, I mean, I've been doing that ever since. It's been, and I still do that to this day. You know, I still create websites uh, and sell them. Um, not so much on Flipper these days uh, because their prices just got crazy. Uh, but I built up um, a, a list of, you know, buyers over the past that, that I just mail out. You know, if I've got a site for sale, I'll just do that. Um, but on the, the other side of that, the guy that I launched the course with said, well, can you create any other courses? Um, so we started doing that. So we started continuing with that. I would create the course, he would release it to his list. Um, and that's still going. We still do that every single month. And that's that's 12 years. That's 12 years we've been working together. Uh, so yeah, I got I, you know, I got very lucky with with meeting him because that is also another income stream that comes into my business every single month. And we we do that, we literally do that, you know, every single month we'll launch something to the list. Um, and obviously, you know, during the time in the last sort of 12 years, I, you know, built my own list as well and released, you know, released more products publicly on like Warrior Plus and JVZoo. 
which I don't do that um, as much, well, hardly ever anymore. But that allowed me to build up a buyer's list, a buyer's email list, which, you know, I mail to every single day. Um, either my own, I'll either promote like an affiliate course or my own, you know, my own products or services. So that's between sort of, I'd say probably between 2012 and now, there's not been, I've tried a few different things, but I've sort of kept with the same business models, basically, which is creating um creating websites i've got the partnership and releasing my own products and services and obviously promoting affiliate products that's pretty much it there's been nothing major like over the last sort of five eight years to be honest uh, it's just been sticking to the same thing um which gets us to sort of around about now really to be honest there's no um there's nothing in there that was majorly exciting to be honest it's just it's just getting on with work every day and um, you know running a business basically. Yeah, so just going back a, a little bit there. So you're you're working with this this other marketer here based in the UK. Now you said that you're you're running a, a new offer to his list every single month. Are you creating a new product every month? Yeah. So we with his uh, list, we pretty much stick to white label products um, because that's what his list. Um, is is most passionate about white label product is basically gives you the ability to sell that product for yourself so oh, i will okay. create a product it might be a funnel it might be like a free funnel they can use to collect leads it might be a, a pdf it might be a video training series i will create that create the sales page create the course uh, we release it to his list and people buy the, the rights to sell that course and that's pretty much what we do as far as that side of the business is. Um, we sell. So there's obviously positives and negatives to that. Negatives, I guess, um, it, if I was to sell that course, it doesn't, because other people are selling it, it's not as valuable if I wanted to flip the whole thing, like on Flipper, because other people have got the rights to sell it. But the benefits of it is it's pretty much guaranteed sales every month because the the... the it's not that easy to get good products to sell for yourself these days. You know, you look at most PLR, private label rights websites, and it's it's a 10,000 word ebook written by a non-English speaker. You know, it's a crappy sales page. So it's hard to get good products that you can sell yourself. So I do, I do you know, work harder at creating the products and making sure they're good products to sell. But yeah, so that's that's the angle we take on that. That's pretty much white label. Okay, so how do you come up with the ideas every month? And if you're you're effectively launching twelve new products every year at a minimum, and how how do you keep coming up with those ideas then to to make sure that it's something fresh and interesting for your potential customers to get involved with? It's it can vary. To be honest, it's not always necessarily a new product. It might be like a service. It might be like a done for you. Um, but I just I generally take inspiration from what I see around because I'm a lot more active on social media, I guess, in the last sort of year. So I'm following a lot more, well, a year or two, following a lot more people. So you see a lot more of what's selling, of what's going on. Uh, it's harder because it used to be, you used to be able to go onto like the Warrior Plus or JV Zoo 
and get a good idea from the top sellers of different angles that you can actually create products in. But as you know, these days you just can't do that, especially on like Warrior Plus, because I've got no ambitions to sell three click traffic built in, make $200 every single night products that make no, will, will do no good to the end customer, you know, and I make no apologies for saying that to any Warrior Plus sellers out there. But the only people currently getting rich from Warrior Plus is the sellers and Mike from Warrior Plus. You know, it's there are good products on there, but they will very rarely hit the top 10 or the top 25. Um, so that's just a mini rant out there. But yeah, so coming up with ideas, it, I just it can be a, like a, a funnel in a different way. It might be like a funnel on here's how to build a list. Here's how to um, make a blog. Here's how to do affiliate marketing. Here's how to do high ticket affiliate marketing. And it will just be like a, a funnel of like five, six videos. They get a squeeze page, they get the training and they get to put their affiliate links on the training page to the various programs mentioned in the training. So it's not a lot. Most of it sticks to online marketing. We, we don't go into like other niches like um, it's pretty much all online marketing. But you can always come up with angles, you know. It's there's always something there that you can that you can come up with. Yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, that's really interesting, actually. How you can, uh, I suppose, take any aspect of online marketing and then just quickly put together a, a white label product and be able to sell that then to a, a ready-made audience. That sounds like a a superb business model, actually. It works I, I well. think it's, yeah, I, I think it's what you say there. You know, just keep keeping it simple not really deviating from what's working for you from year to year and just cracking on with it. I think that's some great advice for people who are maybe entering online marketing for the first time and not just to be seduced by every shiny object and new way of making money online, just, just stick to what works. So uh, at what point then did you did you set up your, your own blog? Because I know that's something that, that you're quite involved with as well yeah i think that was probably it was only about two years ago i sort of i think when i when i moved into more uh, looking into high ticket affiliate marketing i think making sales in high ticket as you know is more about the brand so it's more about you so then i, I sort of sat down and thought well okay i i don't currently have like my own my own sort of place on the internet so i don't have my own blog i mean I, I did i had a really old one but it was it was just in the make money online niche it wasn't um like a brand as such so i said right so i'll, I'll need a blog i start a youtube channel and then that, that moved on to tiktok um and then i pretty much just got youtube tiktok and the blog as far as social goes and obviously my facebook uh, facebook group but it was, yeah, so probably about two years ago when I started getting into high ticket, I knew you've got to be the face. You know, if, if you want to make high ticket sales, people are going to have to know, like, and trust you before they're going to get the wallet out and say, well, okay, I see that you're, you're, you're an authority, you know what you're talking about, um, and I trust you, and I'll go with you, so I'll buy through your link, basically, because it's, you know, affiliate marketing. So I knew I had to do that, so probably about two years, about two years ago. Okay, so I know your your blog is called Hub Zap. Uh, I was intrigued. Where did that name come from? 
Um, <laughs> there was no science behind it. It was basically just a domain name that I happened to have. And at the time, I was thinking, okay, a brand name needs to be memorable. And HubZap is sure it's, you know, it's something that maybe people can remember. And then I was thinking, well, maybe I'll try and use the term HubZap as in starting a community and like igniting that community. So I sort of was thinking I might be able to to put that together. But in the end, I just thought, well, I'll just call it HubZap. <laughs> That's the end of it. So no, it was just because I had the domain name, basically. It was it was a short domain name I had. I wanted to do something with it for a while, so I thought, well, I'll just I'll just use that. So that's that's basically the brand name for for me. Yeah. Have you been able to get your your own name as a domain name? I've got the .uk. Uh, I've never been able to have the. Yeah, the .com has been owned by a doctor since I first came online. Basically, I've never been able to get the .com. But yeah, I've had the .com. Uh, the .co.uk for for a long time yeah but it's that's the website that actually has my old blog on it that i haven't touched since probably about 2012 it was just literally just make money online stuff on there so i don't touch it um i presume it's still up i don't know uh, i think it is but uh, yeah so no so just a dot com i don't think it's it's not it's, it's obviously not vital to have your own domain name as a dot com it's nice to have but you either go with another version of it or choose a brand name or, you know, people, see, people will know you from a, it's like Darren Rouse, you know, from Pro Blogger. A lot of, a lot of times you think of a website and you know who it's by. So you'll always get, you know, you'll always get that connection if you can't get your own domain name, um, you know, your own name. So. I think if I do have one regret though, in all my years online, it's not registering the davidwalker.com domain name i'm assuming it was it was available when we were able to register domain names i think that was back in the year 2000 even though a lot of big domain names had been registered years prior to that but i think they were publicly available to us in the uk in that year so that's one of my regrets is not check at least check in to try to get that domain name. I don't know why I didn't do it. It was only, I think, within the last year or so that I actually got the .NET version, davidwalker.net. You had .TV, didn't you, for a while? I did have that as well. Yeah, that's that's long since dropped as well. But um, yeah, I got the .NET uh, last year sometime. But I checked that on the Wayback Machine as well. And, and that had been first registered back in 1999 some Canadian guy had it. So I was quite fortunate that it had, it had dropped within the last couple of years. So I was able to to register it. But I, I suppose that just goes to show that some of these domains are still available or, or they will become available at some point if you're just page, patient enough to, to wait for them. So I'm still hopeful at some point I'm going to be able to get the .com version. But at the moment, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the .net. One of the things that you wrote in in the form to do uh, prior to the episode was about having or the importance of having a blog or something you control. Can you talk a, a little bit about that? Yeah, I think this, the, the trend over, you know, the last few years, especially with social media, if you're in like the high ticket space is to set up an account on Facebook or 
create a YouTube channel. And the problem with that is if you're building your whole business around that thing you don't control, then as I found out with Google AdSense, that can all be wiped out in an email. You know, if you spend a year building up your Facebook profile, but then Facebook brings in a, an automated algorithm that says, oh, no, you've crossed the line, your account's gone, then you've, you've lost everything. So for me, I created HubZap as a sort of central hub. So I've got my socials, I've got my YouTube, my TikTok, my Facebook, Facebook group. But my blog is on those. So people will always be able to come to my blog. I've obviously got signups, um, like a newsletter thing on my blog, so people can join my list from my blog. But it's just giving yourself a, a way of controlling um, your online space. So I think for me, I always recommend people get a, something that they control. If it's a WordPress blog, if it's whatever it is, but you need to be in control of it because you can lose everything in literally um, an email. You know, you hold, you can lose a year's worth of, of work, so-called work on social media uh, overnight, automated, and not and really struggle to get it back. You know, because these big companies aren't that bothered that Tony from Blackpool has just had his YouTube account closed down. You know, they, to, to actually get, you can't get through to anyone on these big companies, number one. Number two, you've got to wait a month to try and get an appeal. And, you know, it's just, for me, I don't go down the whole route of building your business on one channel, especially if you don't own that property. So that's why I always recommend people to at least get somewhere that can't be taken away from you, you know. So I, that, that's why I always recommend people get a blog. That's why my whole sort of... Um, sort of ecosystem really is built around my blog people can go to my blog and find my social media people can find my social media and come back to the blog so it all works it all works around each other yeah i think that's some really good advice and that was one of the motivations for me to set up my own blog last year uh, i i've had blogs several blogs actually over the years but that was one of my main motivators to try to get back into that side of things myself because i've been publishing quite a lot on facebook some longer blog style posts and i thought well this is the perfect opportunity now to actually repost these onto a blog and have this archive of content that as you rightly say can't be taken away from me so if facebook or any other social media platform that i'm on decide that they don't want me on there anymore they don't like what i've got to say or maybe they don't like my face or whatever and they decide to close the account well all of that work and that effort isn't lost you also said as well something about finding a skill you can use to pay the bill so i think you've you've kind of touched on that a, a little bit so far where you're talking about creating uh, creating products and and being consistent with that but um have you got any other uh tips or advice on finding a skill you can use to pay the bills yeah i think it was it goes back to um when i when i started making websites for the people i think it was a thing of especially if you're an affiliate marketer you don't have your own products you might just be starting I think finding one thing that you can actually sell to other people, even if it's a service, will do you um, 
a lot of favors, especially if the affiliate side or whatever you're building isn't quite working or you get a bad month or you get a bad week or you need to bring some money in today. I think being having a skill that you can actually sell to other people for me was a big thing because it allowed me to, to have money coming in. And obviously it led on to connections and, you know, the other things that way. But I think if you actually just learn a skill, whatever it might be, if it's creating websites, copywriting, writing emails, setting up YouTube channels, doing graphics, whatever that is, I think that one skill will always come in handy. Um, because not only can you provide that skill to other people and get paid for it when you need it, you can teach that skill. So once you learn it, obviously it's the whole learn, do, teach thing, you know, once you've learned that skill, you can then put put your own course or do coaching, teach people exactly what you're doing. But you first got to learn the skill. You know, far too often people might make one affiliate sale and then suddenly they're the expert. So they release this course saying, you know, I'm look how I'm making, you know, all these sales and things like that. And it's just, you can't do that if you want to be taken seriously and if you want a sustainable business. So I think for me, learning how to create WordPress sites for other people was a big thing for me that really helped me. And I still do it to this day. I still email my list and say, look, I will make you a WordPress website. I'll put content on there. I'll give you an SEO plan. And I sell that service because I enjoy that side of it. It's something I've done for so long. I enjoy the technical side of it. So I don't mind providing uh, done for you services. You know, a lot of people are all about passive income and pushing a button, doing no work. And if you want to have a sustainable business, you've got to have multiple ways to make money, whether that's putting in the work, doing the hours. It's not all about passive income. I mean, sure, you can build a system where there's passive income and you can make a lot of money from that, but a lot of that can, can be taken away you know, if you are using the social media channels. So for me, I wanted to to have something that I could actually sell. So that's why, again, I would recommend, especially if you're starting out, just learn a skill that you can charge people money for and it will, it will go you along, it will get you a long way to sort of being sustainable and, you know, having... Um, money coming in whenever you whenever you actually need it you know so it's quite important i think yeah the voice of reason there <laughs> in, a, in a in a in a an industry full of smoke and mirrors but uh, yeah i think that's that's some some good advice there what is the the number one thing that you would recommend that a newcomer to online marketing does i'd say probably a couple of things. I think the first thing is to build your list as soon as you can. That would be definitely one of my number one things. You know, my list brings in money pretty much every single day. I email my list every day and it's been a big thing for me. And it's, you know, it's no secret. The money, the money is in the list, but it's also in how you use the list. So I'd say definitely build a list. And I'd also say learn the skill. I'd say there's, there was two things there probably learn actually how you can literally go out and be almost guaranteed to make money by learning that skill so you go out there and you'll bring money in same day by selling the skill that's important because you never know where those connections will get you as well 
you know, if you if you're doing work for some particular person, you don't necessarily know where that that new connection will get you. You know, I've got a, a 12 year business by someone who emailed me wanting a WordPress website built, you know, so you never really know. So I think the two things probably build a list, definitely build a list as soon as you can and email the list with offers. Never be afraid to make offers to your list. You know, you get a lot of people who might say, oh, you can't email your list every day. You need to provide value. You need to send three emails with value before you can send uh, an affiliate link. No, that's, that's just not going to do you any favors. You know, your list will get used to you. So they'll get used to how often you mail, your methods of what products you promote. And if you send an emails out without offers, without affiliate links in there or your own products, whatever it might be, you're not going to make money from that email. So for me, build a list. Don't be afraid to email that list with offers and also try and find that one skill that you can use to actually build your foundation, have an almost guaranteed way of making money online whilst you work on whatever else you want to work on, the passive income, building up your list, whatever it is, have that solid foundation. Yeah, that's some really good advice there as well. That that is that that is definitely coming from the voice of experience. What would you say in all of the years that you've been online? What achievement are you proud of the most? Um, that's a loaded question. I'd probably say I enjoy the coaching side of it. I enjoy actually getting on and teaching people what to do. So I think for me far more than you know the money far more than working online I, I i do genuinely enjoy the coaching i enjoy helping people and getting people from you know where they are now to where to where they want to get to so i'd probably say the people that i've helped would be the, the biggest sort of achievement rather than anything financial i could probably say um would be yeah i'd probably say i'd probably say that to be honest yeah, that's a great answer. So you've done you've done a lot of things over the years. You know, you you've done blogging, you've done website building, you've done SEO, you've done video marketing, you've done social media. There can't be much left. <laughs> what what is next for you then over the next over the next twelve months or so? What what have you got planned for the immediate future? I think what I'm going to be focusing on, which kind of goes against what I've been saying, but doesn't doesn't is building up my social media around my hub. So I think for the next few years, especially, I want to build my YouTube. I want to build my Facebook group. Uh, I want to stay with TikTok um, and use that to funnel people into my hub. I think just take the most out of those platforms while I can. You know, while TikTok's hot, YouTube will always will always be hot and be around, but it takes a lot more work to to actually build a channel where you get a lot of subscribers, a lot of views. So I think I'm going to be focusing on social as well as, you know, keeping the regular side of the business going. But I want to take advantage and get a lot more people onto my list, basically, from social media is the ultimate aim, because I know that my list is where, you know, a lot of the money comes from and where I can reach a lot more people, you know, from, from doing that through my own products and services. So I think probably social is where I'll be. So the aim will be to get on camera more, 
hey silly with with youtube and tiktok and to grow my group um i kind of sort of go on and off i kind of neglect things so I'll, I'll i'll hit my youtube for like you know a week or two but then i'll get caught up with something else so i think i'll probably streamline what i'm doing with social and have a better plan of what i'm the content that i'm getting out there but the whole aim will be to get people into hubs app into my blog onto my list uh, and take advantage of every free traffic method because i've never been into paid traffic just take advantage of those free platforms while i can uh, and build build my list basically is i think what i'm going to be focusing on for the next couple of years yeah that sounds like a great plan because as we we've talked about so far you've got this central hub set up now you've got the blog set up there you've got a means of collecting people's email addresses so that's that's going to be the constant you're always going to have that there and then as you say that you're just going to take advantage then of all of these other social media platforms which may not be around forever and you don't have any control over that but while you're able to use them you can then funnel people from these various platforms into what you control your, your blog get people onto your list and then when one of these platforms maybe disappear another one comes up to replace it then you can just plug into that one and and continue exactly that. the process so that's uh, that's an excellent plan and i think something that uh, everybody listening to should maybe have a have a think about as well to to try to do the same so just before you go then tony if people want to find out more about you where is the best place for them to do that and i also know that you've got a, a free gift for the listeners as well in uh, in the form of a, an affiliate marketing training course um yeah probably hubs app so hubzap.com um is the, the blog so you'll find the link to my facebook my youtube on my blog there um yeah the free gift is a training program i created think a couple of years ago now but it's still completely relevant so there's i think there's about 32 videos and it's called the rock solid uh, super affiliate system and it basically teaches you how to create a business just like what i've built so it takes you from uh, creating a blog running through to driving traffic and finding affiliate offers and basically from a to z of building your own affiliate business so that is yeah the free the free um it's a paid course actually but your uh, viewers can can have it or listeners can can have it for free and you've got the link to that it's quite a long link i won't be able to remember it but the link to that should be uh, around this around this yeah i'll put it i'll put all your links in the the show notes as well so people will have uh, easy access to all of that okay well thank you so much for joining me on the episode uh, today tony it's been a, a wonderful journey back down memory lane over the the past 20 years or so online and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what you come up with next uh, so thank you once again for joining me and uh, i'll catch up with you very soon no doubt no that's great thanks for having me david my pleasure Please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content. If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.